Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. I know we've got the trader check-in series that I personally like doing, but I was thinking of doing something uh, which is a bit more practical, going over some trading tool and indicators that I have used, um, I'm currently using, as well as might be looking at using in the future, and go over how I actually use them when marking up my charts. Now, a lot of these you'll probably already know. However, it really doesn't hurt to go into a deep dive into this stuff so I can explain what it is and how I personally use it. Of course, I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of each uh, trading tool or indicator as well, but stick around, you might actually learn something new. And if you can think of using one of these tools in a slightly different way, who knows, maybe that's the last piece of the puzzle that you actually need in order for your strategy to work, in order for your strategy to be better. So this series is gonna be very practical, really focusing on stuff that you can actually use in the markets today. I'm always trying to do that, but I really feel like this series will be good. So if you have a tool out there that you want me to go over, whether it's what we're talking about today, the Fibonacci retracement tool, or maybe it's a specific indicator, or maybe even um, some sort of strategy that you've got and you want me to review it, go ahead and email it to me at roadtoforex at gmail.com. I'm happy to help out there. So as the title of this podcast suggests, we will be looking into a really powerful tool in terms of technical analysis, which is the Fibonacci retracement tool. In this episode, we are going to be embarking on more of a comprehensive journey, breaking down what is the Fibonacci retracement tool, how to use it effectively, and as I said, weighing up the pros and cons. So follow along with your charts, bring up TradingView, as we delve into the Fibonacci retracement tool, a comprehensive guide. Now the first thing that I want to go over is understanding Fibonacci sequences and ratio. So to comprehend the Fibonacci retracement tool, we must first acquaint ourselves with the Fibonacci sequence and its associated ratios. Now I hate maths, so I'm not really going to go into this stuff, but the great thing about Forex is you could be the worst at maths at school and still really succeed in this. So we know I have numbers coming out. Rest assured, I won't be going too much into the actual maths behind it. Only what you need to use in Forex. So the Fibonacci sequence is a series of numbers where each number is the sum of the two preceding ones, typically starting with 0 and 1. 0 and 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, and so on. This sequence has fascinated mathematicians, I don't know why, for centuries due to its prevalence in nature, art, and as we'll explore today, in financial markets. I know that does sound quite cool, that it's in art and nature and all this. I just really just like numbers, as you can imagine. Uh, blame my uh, high school and middle school math teacher for that. Oh. The worst, but anyway, let's get into it. At the heart of a Fibonacci sequence lies key ratios, with the most significant being the golden ratio, approximately 1.618. This ratio and its inverse, 0.618, 
form the foundation of the Fibonacci retracement levels used in technical analysis. And 0.618 is a fantastic, a fantastic um, ratio where the market loves to play around on. Now, that we have a grasp of the underlying principles, let's really get into the Fibonacci retracement tool itself. So of course, this tool itself is a technical analysis tool, which is used to identify potential levels of support and resistance in a price chart. You as a trader are gonna use this tool to anticipate where price might retrace to after a significant move, allowing yourself to identify a potential entry or exit points. Now here's where we get into the nitty gritty, how I actually like to apply it, because of course you're going to select two points, usually a swing high or a swing low, the higher of a range, the lower of a range, whichever it is. The tool is going to plot certain lines at key Fibonacci levels, and I've actually gone onto my own trading view here, and I can tell you what levels that I use myself. So it's 0 0.382, 0.5, 0 0.618, 0 0.786, 0 0.886, and of course, one. I love to use these levels. Now, the key levels for me are definitely between that 0.618 and 0 0.786. I find that it is absolutely fantastic, and if it ever does go up or down, whatever way you're doing it, to that 0.886 line, I'm almost immediately looking for the market to retrace from that point. If it does go that far, I'm usually thinking, fantastic, I'm in for a very good opportunity here and a very big buy and or sell. I love that. However, I do find that the majority of the time does like to play around on the 0.618 and 0.786 between that area, maybe even on those lines. Of course, the 0 0.5 is also a good area. I just personally don't like it too much just because there's a lot of scope for the market to continue to retrace. I feel between that 0 0.6, 0 0.7 line, that's a deeper retracement. And I feel like if the market is gonna trend and it is healthy, that's a fantastic place for it to turn around. Whereas the 0.5, as I said, I just feel like I could go further. Have I missed out on trades because of that? Absolutely, but I have gained so much more from being patient and waiting for a deeper retracement. I don't mind leaving money on the table when I'm right more of the time. Because when I was using the 0.5 uh, more often, I did find that I had more losers. So you do need to think about that. A lot of people just, put way too much emphasis on one particular line and they look at it and they go, yep, cool, it's hit this line perfectly, it's starting to retrace, I'm gonna hop in. I'm gonna talk about it more later, but you don't wanna just rely on this tool by itself. And I do feel like for the higher win rate strategies, I mean, this depends on so many factors, but myself, my own personal experience, I have found that the deeper retracements actually work a whole lot better. But I wanna really get more back into this tool rather than just telling you how I'm actually using it. So obviously, depending on whether you're in a bullish market or a bearish market, it is going to uh, 
you know, change depending on where you put the zero and the one. Of course, if you are thinking that it's a downwards market, the zero is going to be on top and the one's going to be below on that swing low, not the swing high. And if it's going bullish, of course, zero is then going to be on the bottom and then the one is going to be on top. That should make a lot of sense. If it doesn't, I'm sure there are tons of YouTube videos out there anyway. But that's just the basics, right? Let's explore how to effectively use this Fibonacci retracement tool for your trading strategy. So as I said, the first step is identifying suitable swing highs and lows. A swing high occurring when the price reaches a peak before then declining. And a swing low is the opposite. The point where price reaches a trough before rising in the highest and lowest points in a common language there. Once these swing highs and lows are identified, it is time for you to draw the Fibonacci retracement levels. Exciting, right? This tool is then applied from the low point to the high point, as I said, either way, resulting in horizontal lines providing potential levels where price may retrace. Now again, if you're going up and you're thinking it's bullish, zero needs to be on the bottom, you're in a bearish market, zero needs to be on top, right? That's how I'd be going about it. Unless I'm completely wrong, and I've been doing it wrong my entire life, and my mentor taught me wrong, which is still a possibility. <laughs> but from my understanding, that's fine. So as a trader, I have often used Fibonacci retracement levels as guides for my entry points. Not so much exit points, but you definitely can use them for exit points as well. For example, if price retraces to that, you know, 0.71 level, whatever I was talking about, the 0.8 level, and shows signs of bouncing, I might consider this a potential entry point. Conversely, however, if the price approaches a Fibonacci level and struggles to break through, it could be a signal to exit a trade. So maybe I went in that deep retracement and went all the way down to the, what, 0.886 or whatever I said it was before and it's starting to shoot up and it comes all the way up to where that 0.5 level would be and it just starts consolidating, it's not breaking through. Maybe I could be looking at that and going, hey, I need to either move my stop underneath this consolidation level or exit where the market is right now, right? Whereas if it comes down to that deep retracement level and I see, for me, it's a starlight candle with my strategy, signs of weakness maybe, um, rejection, liquidity grabs, there's so many things that you could be looking at for. Maybe it's filling an FVG on that line as well and it immediately has a, like a, a large bullish engulfing candle that's going in the opposite direction for the buy, which is what you want. You know, Maybe I'm looking at that as a perfect entry. That's fantastic. That's what I love to see myself, especially when it comes down, big wick, heavy rejection, engulfing candle, the opposite direction, fantastic. You obviously have the... Uh, the ability to enter right then and there. The only problem with large engulfing candles when I did hop in is it's a bigger stop loss because I always put my stop loss then underneath that large rejection wick. Can I have a large stop loss? I can either put one position on there and I can you know risk uh, the same amount or I can put a limit order in in case it does retrace maybe halfway down the engulfing candle and then go in for another buy. There you go, some fantastic applications for using this Fibonacci retracement tool. Now, let's explore the advantages of incorporating this retracement tool into your technical analysis toolkit. 
One of the primary advantages is the provision of objective levels of support and resistance. Unlike subjective trend lines, I hate subjective trend lines, they suck. If you are still using that within your, I don't know, your markups, it's fine, but they don't hold any sway. They're not super strong. They're not, they're not something that is supported by a lot of evidence. Let's put it that way. It's just you drawing it up and going, oh, well, I see a line here. That makes sense. Even if it looks perfect, right? Is there anything to actually do that by itself? You need other technical indicators and other technical analysis to actually ascertain whether that trend line is actually there. Maybe it's in the wrong spot, whatever. Whenever, in fact, I have not been drawing subjective trend lines for well over a year now, maybe even more than that. We might even be approaching two years. Um, time flies so fast in this game. Just because it's subjective, and I know as a trader, I can be wrong. I'm always saying trade like a machine, so why put or rely on something that I'm doing? And this is a trader that's been trading for eight years saying this. I just feel like it's way, way easier to use a technical analysis tool that is so much more reliable. And even if it's not reliable, in terms of if it's right, is reliable in the way it's drawn out. So I can use something else to determine whether, you know, this line is actually going to be right. That's just me. I would suggest for you guys to do the same, right? So unlike subjective trend lines, Fibonacci retracement levels offer clear mathematical points on the chart that many traders are watching, increasing the likelihood of a collective market reaction. And that is so important, guys. If you've read Mark Douglas, Trading the zone, what does he say? He says it just takes one person in the market who's got a slightly different view to what you've got. You go in for a buy, one goes in for a sell, and you can just get screwed, right? So if it comes down to that 0.886 level, it's a lot of traders seeing that huge heavy rejection that we're talking about. I think a lot of people are gonna hop in on that. It would be silly for a lot of people to look at it and go, oh, that's a huge rejection. I'm gonna hop in for a sell. That doesn't make sense, does it? Most people are probably going to go in for a buy. So there's safety in numbers. That move then gets supported. Rather than you just looking at subjective trend lines, you're the only one that can see it. You're the only one can see that subjective trend line and maybe no one hopping in because they're actually using a mathematical equation. Boom, another huge golden nugget right there. See, like this episode's crazy for him. Like I'm just dropping him now. I wish I had this episode when I was trying to learn this stuff. Like, man, it's crazy. Anyway, so Fibonacci levels often align with, as I said, market psychology. As traders widely use these levels, both widely and wildly use these levels, sometimes not to their benefit, and they become self-fulfilling prophecies. Numerous traders are watching the same Fibonacci level. It increases the likelihood of price action at those levels with more and more people watching and more and more people hopping in. It is a fantastic phenomena that actually retail traders can find, as I said before, that safety in numbers. It just depends on if you guys have actually all marked it up correctly. 
most of you will have, so it is very important that you actually figure out how to do that correctly, because if you're doing it wrong, a lot of traders might freak out. So uh, it does present a bit of a challenge here, because I don't want you to get trapped in thinking, oh, okay, because I see this, everyone else is gonna hop in. No, and it also does present another challenge because you can basically be frozen by fear, especially with this. Is everyone else hopping in? I would suggest that you still use your own analysis. Don't think about anyone being in there. It's just a good advantage that you can have. It can be a disadvantage if you are not with the majority of the market for sure. So do think about these key things here. It's definitely food for thought. It doesn't mean because everyone else is doing it that you can you know, work this. As I said, you need one other person, that other person could be a bank, and you can just all get taken out. So do not think that you know, you're invulnerable. This is still Forex, so please think about that. But it is an amazing phenomena that you know, a lot, maybe thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people can align and all hop in on basically the exact same trade, and they all win. It's fantastic. Now, you can also benefit from identifying confluence zones where multiple Fibonacci retracement levels coincide with other technical indicators and or support and resistance zones. These confluences can amplify the significance of a particular level. I've already said it before within this podcast. Maybe that 0.886 is actually the center of an FVG. It comes down and touches it and you go, oh, FVG and a retracement zone or the Fibonacci retracement level, right? Do not just use the retracement tool by itself. That's stupid. You should already know by now, listening to my podcast, that's not how I want you guys to trade. Trade smarter. What you want in terms of confluence is up to you. I'm not going to mentor you through that. I've given you so much already this episode. So yeah, you guys just do what you need to do there. Now, as with any tool, it is crucial to be aware of potential drawbacks and considerations, and the Fibonacci has its fair share. One limitation lies in the subjectivity of selecting swing highs and lows. As I said, different traders may choose different points, leading to variations in the placement of Fibonacci retracement levels. So if you don't have the same as the majority of the masses, you can be in a spot of bother. Um, it's unfortunate. How do you fix that? You can't. It's a massive limitation. You've just got to hope that it's happening and you've done this so much and you've got all your confluences together and you've got all your technical indicators that it's just going to work because if you've drawn this out wrong, you can just get slammed. It's unfortunate. You draw it out right, you can do so well. Now, the effectiveness of the Fibonacci retracement tool can depend on market conditions as well. In strongly trending markets, the tool may not be as reliable as prices may extend beyond typical retracement levels. So huge trend strength areas. It's quite easily identifiable, but it's going to take me like an hour to explain it to you guys, so I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, it just doesn't really work. It can work. doesn't mean it doesn't. I just say it works in ranging markets far better. Now, as I said, relying solely on the Fibonacci retracement tool without considering other technical analysis tools and factors really limits the comprehensiveness of your trading strategy. It is very important to use it as a part of a broader analysis. It is not, it is not a fantastic tool that can just carry you. It is 
an indicator. It is a tool. It indicates that something might happen by itself. Too many retail traders, and I know a lot of you, in fact, and this is not that I showed, I know quite a few of you in the Discord also use Fibonacci retracement tools and maybe like one other thing or two other things. It is not enough. A lot of people put way too much weight on this tool. Um, it is sold as this amazing thing that can do so much. It can as part of a broader analysis. You are shooting yourself in the foot by not viewing it that way. Everyone thinks it's this sacred cow, this golden, uh, I don't know, cash grab thing that, oh, I just have to mark this up in these levels because it's mathematical, because of the golden ratio. Um, no, no, no. Do not kid yourself. That is you using your subjective psychology to basically convince yourself that you don't need anything else. If it were that easy, why is there a 90% you know, loser rate, people that lose in the market, if the Fibonacci retracement tool is there? I can tell you this, out of all the people that I've taught, hundreds, um, including uh, the few mentorees that I have, um, the, everyone's used the Fibonacci retracement tool. Everyone. It is a beginner retail tool. It is fantastic. It is great. You as an expert can still use it. But beginners put way too much, way too much faith in it. Do not be that person. But before we conclude, I really just want to delve into some practical tips and best practices for using this tool safely. I will have gone over quite a few of them, but I really just want to consolidate this information towards the end so you can really you know, have a best practice here. Now, of course, consider combining this retracement tool with other technical indicators, such as moving averages, trend lines, not subjective ones, oscillators, to strengthen the robustness of your analysis. There are plenty of good support and resistance zones out there, FVG ones, whatever you want right? Use them. Acknowledge that technical analysis, including this retracement tool, is most powerful when complemented by fundamental analysis. Understanding the broader market context enhances the precision of your trading. This is more so for oil and your gold than uh, your currencies, but do be aware of the news. Have that in there as well. If you're trading around this time, you do not want to hang around there. And as your markets evolve, so should your analysis. Adjust you might have to adjust your levels. You might have to look at different trends and prices and how the market's moving and adjust your strategy accordingly. Of course, you should know that. But anyway, there you have it. A comprehensive guide to Fibonacci retracement tool. From its mathematical origins to its practical applications and everything in between, in between <laughs> sorry about that, guys, we've covered the ins and outs of this powerful instrument. But as with any tool in your trading arsenal, Understand its strengths and weaknesses so you can use and form your own best practice in order to maximize its effectiveness and your effectiveness in the markets. So whether you are a seasoned trader or you are just starting out, I hope your charts are going to be clear, your analysis is very sound and your trades are going to be prosperous. That's what I want to see from you guys. Now, want to work with me? road to forex.com. I am going to close my books up for the year um, end of this week max. So if you're looking at it, there we go. I don't know when we're going to start back up, but you can always message me anyway. Again, if you've got tools that you want me to review, 
if you've got indicators that you want to review, if you're using them and you want me to go over it and give my own analysis on these, how I use them, if you've really enjoyed this, please um, leave I don't know, a review for my podcast. Give it a couple of stars. That would really help out. Um, join our Discord. A lot of people join the Discord. It's fantastic. Um, love for you guys to get more involved. The community's strong on there. Having a great time. So join the Discord. The link is in the description. Work with us, whatever it needs to be. All right. I will speak to you guys later. As I said, may your charts be clear, your analysis sound, and your trades prosperous. Stay safe, guys. Have a good one. See you in the next episode.